Welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about a Ninth Doctor big finish adventure, Seas of Titan, which is the first story in the Hidden Depths uh, sort of short series. Um, but before we go any further, I'd just like to say this is a lurgy ridden um, episode of the Hoosie Podcast. So if you hear any uh, sneezing or coughing uh, coming from me, I apologise well in advance. It's, it's, yes, it's... Uh, <laughs> we discussed before we start recording. It's usually you that that's doing the coughing and sneezing. It's my turn now. Yeah. So when when you when you download this, remember to spray it with antiseptic. Yes, and wear a face mask while you're listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So um, what this time we're just going to sort of crack on with the uh with our little discussion on this because uh we've well I think any any news has already been discussed elsewhere and it's. It's old now. It's not in news anymore, is it? It's well in the past. So, uh, so we're just going to sort of get get cracking with things. Well, unfortunately, I do have to interrupt our podcast here because there is a couple of items of news that uh, that we have to sort of report on. And unfortunately, it's two sad items of news. Uh, firstly, Pamela Salem, who played the character of Twos in Robots of Death, and Professor Rachel Jensen, Remembrance of the Daleks, and also carried on in the Countermeasures uh, Big Finish audio series sadly passed away at the age of 80. Um, that's a, such a shame because she was a wonderful, wonderful actress and she put in so much telly um, and, and films when I, when I was sort of growing up. She's in things, not just Doctor Who, but also Blake Seven, The Professionals, All Creatures Great and Small. Um, one of my favourite sitcoms she appeared in, Ever Decreasing Circles. Uh, another sci-fi BBC show, Tripods. She's in so many different things. Also, she was uh, Miss Moneypenny in Never Say Never Again um, as well. So, um, yeah, it's such such a shame. But the thing I most remember uh, her for is Into the Labyrinth, which was uh, an ITV children's series in the 1980s where she played the, the evil witch Bellor. Um, so it was, uh, she, I think she did about three series of that, um, which I greatly enjoyed. And the first two series... Actually, also starred Ron Moody, who was once touted to be uh, Doctor Who as well. So, um, yeah, such a shame. She's behind such a, an enormous body of work. And on a personal level, I have to say, little into a little secret here, she's one of my first TV crushes as well. So uh, that's why I'm just a, a little bit uh, a little bit sad about this one. Um, now, uh, also after report, unfortunately, that the actor John Savadant has also passed away um, at the age of 86. John Savadon, um in Doctor Who world, he was known for playing the Squire um, in The Visitation, but he, he's he been in so many other things, John Savadon. He's just one of those faces that was always on British television, probably best known for being uh, Fred Elliott um, in Coronation Street for a good many years until he left the role. But he's also in things such as, uh, before that, sort of Blake Seven, uh, Danger Man, The Saint, Callan, um, you know, he, he was even in The Clockwork Orange as well. But um, so again, he was just one of those, just one of those faces that was always on British television. 
uh, and theatre and everything. So it was. Uh, so again, I he hasn't been on sort of round for on TV for for some time now. Actually, I, I think really since Coronation Street. But again, it's just you know, why those those sort of faces and voices more than anything else. Um, he had a big booming voice, um, a very sort of big. Act. I don't mean in it's sort of like he size me a big performance. Uh, I'm thinking in particular um, when he played the uh, a scientist in Blake Seven. He was sort of kind of one of the the guest actors of the week in one episode, and he was uh, yeah very big, very loud, very over the top. Um, probably what the episode needed to be honest. But uh, but again, another one of those uh, faces of sort of you know the sort of British um, British acting world that's uh, sadly no longer with us. So it's a, it's a great shame to lose both of them um, at all, let alone in the, in the same week. So, uh, so hats off to Pamela Salem and John Savadant there. So anyway, with that uh, unfortunate sort of cut into the, or break into the podcast, let's go back to the action. So let's have a listen to a little clip. We're in a methane sea on Titan, unexpected. What are you doing down here? No, wait. These instruments detect biomolecules, amino acids... You're searching for life. Who are you? I told you I'm the doctor. How did you get on board? Better question. This sub's a little rough around the edges, but it's cleverly put together, rather like myself. <sighs> What's this do? Stop it. Stop touching things. Look, you better start explaining who you are right now or... Oh what? Uh, my colleague is worried because you were a stowaway on a very small, very experimental vessel and we've limited oxygen and fuel. <laughs> Ah. Rachel, would you mind checking the aft section? <laughs> There's a big blue box back here. That's my ship. This thing was not here when we left base. No, it came with me. How? It found a habitable atmosphere and materialised. It did what? Materialised. Do you need me to repeat everything I say? I've read about TMAT experiments on Earth. Shifting matter from one place to another instantaneously, but... People. Well, that's progress for you. What are you, then? Some eccentric oligarch touring the pits of society? I'm an explorer and a scientist, like you. Diana, you're not buying this, are you? I haven't got a better explanation, so I'll take it for now. Humans always so... OK, so, um, before we go any further, this will probably mostly contain spoilers, as it usually does when we discuss these sort of things. So, if you haven't listened to this one before, go away and listen and then come back and listen to us afterwards. But if you're not interested in spoilers, then listen on, everybody. So, um, um, this one um, was... Just, re- just sorry, oh, just, yeah. just to say, and it may also contain spoilers to the Silurians <laughs> TV show. Oh, it might do, yes, indeed. You, you, <laughs> if you haven't seen that... All <laughs> 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 oh, first cough of the podcast. Um, yeah, so this was uh, released in November 2022, um, and it was written by... I thought it was just written by uh, this is this particular story was written by Elizabeth Miles um, and the other t- if you've listened to the whole um, the whole series the, the other story was written by um, Lisa McMullen and John Dorney but uh, but this particular story Caesar Titan was written by Elizabeth Miles so it's my turn to kick things off and um, yeah I well it, it, this was a story about sea devils wasn't it yeah yeah. Um, which for me didn't do anything new. No, I mean at that, all. that was that was why I had to interrupt you to say the Silurians because, to be honest, watch the Silurians or listen to this, but you don't need to do both. <laughs> no, you don't, do you? Um, I, I think all this really has done is substituted Silurians with Sea Devils. 
Yeah. And that's it. Um, I mean, it, it tries to it tries to tie into the the things that have been set up over the years, like um, in Matt Smith's era, when the Silurians sent out all the sort of like the, the spaceships into into space to escape the Earth, which they thought was going to yeah. blow up. Um, so this is why Sea Devils are on Saturn's moon Titan. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure they could live in methane seas, actually. Um, I suppose they must have adapted over over, over thousands of years. Hmm. Yeah, not sure about that one, but uh, um, but yeah, but it, it it just follows all the 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 sort of the the plot points from other Silurian stroke Sea Devil stories, like yeah. viruses being released and the Doctor brokering a peace between them and the humans and. It's all been done before, and I'm sorry to say, done better. Yeah, I mean, the minute they started talking about the the virus and that, I, I just sort of got the Titan Jeffrey Palmer was there. That's why he's saying, "I'm the Titan Jeffrey Palmer. I want my sausages. Yes. <laughs> I want my sea devils." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was just sort of, yeah, it, it didn't do anything for me, this story, I'm afraid. It, it really didn't. I was, I was, um, I mean, for once, we actually picked the first story in a, like, a little short season of, of Connected Adventures. Yeah. Um, so usually we, we pick the, you know, something in the middle or the last one, don't we? But I thought, well, okay, we'll do it properly this time. We'll pick the first story. Um, yeah, I don't know if the others are any, any better or, or, or what they involve, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I, I really wasn't impressed with this one. I mean, to be honest, have if you haven't seen previous Silurians stroke Sea Devil stories, it's probably okay. I mean, it's not... It's a very simple nice story, isn't it? Very there's simple. There's some nice bits in it, but it is the basic story. And once you... you know, I'm just sort of really hoping someone's going to do something really different with a, with the Sea Devils. Yeah. Other than, in the end, the Doctor gets them to talk to to each other and to live happily ever after. Yeah, I mean, it's even down to the, the, the same thing again. You know, you've got two factions of sea devils. One wants to make peace with the humans. The other faction wants to destroy all humans. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, that, again, that's the Silurians all over again. And the, and the, 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 the faction that doesn't want to um, make peace with the humans... They're the ones who've released the virus, yeah. As as in the Silurians, so yeah. It, if, I mean, if you... even when they go down in the sub and they get the there's the creature, I was thinking, oh, it's, at least that's going to be the murder. No, it wasn't even the murder. Was even the murder? No, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I think this is twice I've been disappointed in the Sea Devil story in the last year or so. Actually, um, take taking Legend of the Sea Devils into account as well, but. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I just took the story. It was so. Um, I just say it's just been done before, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, it's it's a shame to be honest. Uh, what about sort of like the, you know, the the, the cast and everything? Oh, this is sort of Christopher Eccleston's The Doctor. I thought he sounded a bit bored in this one, if I'm honest. I mean, the only thing is, I don't doubt he's seen the previous Sea Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably the one person who's, who's anything to do with this, either producing or listening to it, that probably doesn't know that this no. is a <laughs> story. Um, I mean, I've, that was the one thing. I thought it was quite well written for his doctor. 
mm-hmm. in bits. In the fact that he marvels at humans <clears throat> endeavour and what they want to do, where when she's saying when they're in the sub and they they think they're going to die, and she's saying that it was worth it just to have seen that there was life, mm-hmm. and his reaction to that was. Yeah, I think he's very much his doctor. Yeah, that was. Yeah, definitely. But he, um, he didn't seem to have that sort of energy, if you see what I mean. Yeah, but it's it, not... The problem is it's not really a story that's going anywhere. No, it goes, it's not, is it? anywhere it, quickly, it, is No. It? It is, no, I mean... It I, is... I mean, usually you get that the cast would sort of lift a, a, a dull script. And this was a dull script, I'm sorry to say. Um, for, for me, anyway. I mean, other people might enjoy it, you know, you know. People listen to this like now say, might not agree with me, you know. Like I say, enough, I, I, but... I think I think we've just heard this story too many times. Yeah, exactly. We have, haven't we? I that, think that's, that's, that's what the it problem. is. It's, it's not the. It's probably it probably you know that the story is is what it is. It's and we you know, but it is what we've heard. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, even even so, even down you've got like the the. Like the humans as well, they've got the two factions. One wants to make peace, the other wants to destroy it all, and you know, and and even sort of like, and even at the end, well, I thought he just started to get a little bit exciting when um, I thought that that kicked off quickly with the um, humans first, rep- reptiles out kind of thing. Um, yeah. At, at the end, I thought, blimey, where where did that faction spring from all of a sudden? It seems to be yeah, because so- they, they've only they've only known as reptiles for, <laughs> for five minutes. I know exactly. But they were led to believe this has been simmering for years. This this discontent um, amongst the human colonists about you know the you know the, <laughs> the, the reptiles under the sea. Um, yeah, it just all kicked off out of nowhere. Um, I think just to have something dramatic happen, but it, it, I think it didn't make any sense really. If, you know, if, in, if within the the time frame of the story, no. it, it made zero sense. No, I mean you can understand that there's factions built up on the Salorians because they know that the humans have been there. Yeah, of how to deal with it and that whatever. Yeah, but yeah, you're going on the basis that literally until until he turns up to at the meeting, they don't know reptiles exist. <laughs> they all suddenly it's like burn them, and it's <laughs> yeah. it pitchforks and flaming torches, isn't it? It's. Uh... Yeah, that, that that was fairly um, very weird. That it just didn't make a lot of a lot of sense whatsoever. Um, I mean, you got you have Nicholas Briggs doing Sea Devil voices, and as as Murtaugh, who was like the lead sort of Sea Devil. Yeah, I mean they, they slightly sort of treated the voices a little bit differently, trying to give them a bit more of a uh, sort of personality rather yeah. than this sort of like this shaky whispering voice that they usually have. Um, he, he sort of gave it more of a like an older sounding sea devil, yeah. which was, it was an interesting thing to do. I think it's probably one of the few interesting things they, they did try to do with this is try and sort of give them a bit of a, a personality um, with this one. I'm not entirely sure why they need to have like um, squelchy sound effects every time they walked across the floor, though. Um, I think it was because until the Doctor arrived, <laughs> yeah, the bases were, were flooded with water and they've actually... Pump the water out to let the doctor. But it was only the sea devils that were squelching. <laughs> no one else well, was make, No one else was making any sort of splashy noises. Perhaps they've just got suction feet. That's what it is. I mean, you know, come on. It's not... That's Zygon's Paul. Come on. 
I mean, that could have been the more interesting story that these were actually Zygons pretending to be. Yeah, exactly. God, <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. Mind you, even that's been done before. Isn't it? So, <laughs> I do, I do think though, it, it's, it's, it sort of highlights the, the shortcomings of, of this type of villain. Yeah. To be honest, because you, you think about it, when, when we've had Sea Devils or Silurians or whatever iteration of Doctor they've appeared in, where it's been in the like, original, uh, or, or as I say, original, when they're original, that, that was the first time you saw them. Back then, it, it was fresh and new, and everyone remembers those those villains because they're sort of like the, they sort of, the designs are sort of like really stand out and, and remains in the memory. Yeah. But when they sort of bring them back, so, oh, yeah, people love to see the sea. They love to see the Silurians. But the stories they brought back and just retreads of what went before. And I think, well, is there any point, really, to to keep bringing back these these classic no, villains? There's, got, there's either got to be a twist or you've just got to treat them, forget the history is history and treat them just as another species. Because, yeah, because that's the problem is they just keep retelling the, 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 the sea devils under the... Hidden away, yeah. and finally, and appear because they want to get rid of the apes. And that word was used story. again, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the story. You know, there's other way you can just use them as a villain, or as a as an alien. I mean, one interesting is if they could do it, done it with the basically twist it a bit. Have, have the humans on Titan attacked by somebody, and the sea devils come to their rescue. Yeah, that would have been different, wouldn't it? You know, something like that. Just bringing bringing a third party, even you know, to to either for them to band together against, or yeah, sort of unite against a common enemy. Um, sort of, sort of like the sort of the children of Earth fighting together against a common enemy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, unfortunately, we just again, it's just another retread of other other stories. I'm not, I'm not saying the other stories were um, sort of done better because I suppose you say that the, the original Doctor and the Syrians and the Sea Devils were they they were the fresh takes because that's the first time you saw yeah. them when they come back with things like Warriors of the Deep or um The Hungry Earth or things like that. Again it was just retreads of of those original stories. Stories, yeah. I know they tried to do something different with, with Legend of the Sea Devils, just the fact it was executed so poorly, I think was the what was was the problem there. And and setting them in a different you know, Legend of the Sea, at least it tried to set them in a different time period. Yeah. You know, um, but it, just the way that they were sort of written and the, the, the story itself was, was awful. Um, and I suppose in this one, they set the Sea Devils in a different environment. And it, yeah. tied, you know, and it ties back into sort of Matt Smith's era of Doctor Who, what happened to the Sea Devils going off into the stars and and all that. But, but then they haven't really used the environment. No, they haven't, have they? They're under the sea, and that's it, you know. And, and the humans are on the surface, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing else to it, is there? No. Uh, I, I was so sort of um, disappointed because I thought you know, I, I, I like the I like the sea. There was as a concept, really, but I think this just sort of sort of rammed it home for me. To be honest, that there's not a lot you can do with these particular villains. Yeah, you've got you've, well, you've just got to abandon the that story the origins it's basically the origins we just keep getting the reboot origin story yeah yeah rather than got to try and take them somewhere else yeah they don't seem to be able to take that sort of particular 
race of villains forward at all. It, it, no. So they keep taking it back where it's stuck where it is. And that's unfortunate. And it's and it's to be perfectly fair, you know. I mean, well, Doctor Who fans of our age, we love seeing the old villains coming back because it's a nice little yeah. reminder of what you know what we had before. And, and for people who don't know who you know, new viewers to Doctor Who, for them, it's a new thing, and they can go yeah. back and see what happens. So you know, it, it, I think it works both ways. But yeah, but when you bring something back, though, you've got to do something different. Really, because and it's, it's difficult, I know, because if you've never seen them before, then it doesn't matter. As you said at the beginning, Paul, you could, if you ne- know no, nothing about the Sea Devil or uh, Silurian history, you could listen to this and probably quite enjoy it. And think, oh, that's, I mean, quite, an that's a- quite interesting. But In actual fact, once you've taken them away from Earth, you can give them any sort of story going forward. They've become a, a great warrior race, they could have whatever. Well, it, could no, even, it could even be sort of the Doctor just stumbling across them on Titan, yeah, and and just they're, they're, him and the Sea Devils. You didn't, you don't need the human interaction again. I think this is the, um, it's the thing they always have to they have to sort of root it in some kind of reality to a certain degree because you, you've got sort of sort of like human or humanoid characters in there, yeah, for for some for the, for the listeners or the viewers to sort of to, to connect with. But that's been done yeah, so when, many times with, with once, this. Once you've, ta- once you've taken it to Titan, you could have had Sea Devils versus Ice Warriors. Oh, it could have been anything. And all from the solar system. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, um, I, I do think, though, that they do... I, you, that's an interesting point you make there, actually. Sort of, even sort of like we said, um, um, Zygons. And again, yeah. they don't like living in sort of like dark, damp, sort of moist... Location. I'll just use the word moist on the Who's podcast. Okay. Um, so I mean, again, again, you could have had them versus the the Sea Devils. We're, we're doing like fan fiction now, <laughs> but as you say, there's so many ways to sort of bring back those old classic villains and do something different with them. And even if it's just like a, a big monster mash, for want of a better expression, yeah, you know, just do something different, do something exciting. Other people might find that boring. I don't know, but. Uh, might be a bit yeah. tricky to pull off as an audio story, but hey ho. It might be, but it, it would have been different. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I don't. I, I hate sitting there, sort of just ripping something apart, like trying to find anything good in it at all. Um, I just think I mean, the, the it's, other... it's not. It's not that I can particularly find anything bad in it in terms of. It's just there, isn't it? The production or anything. It is just. Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, or, or seen it, or whatever. Yeah, I think. I think that's the. That's the problem, really. Um, I mean, it's it's a bit like going to see some tribute act <laughs> in a pub <laughs> doing songs by by your favourite artist. Well, it's either like that or one of those um, those Doctor Who plays they did back in the nineties, where you sort of it's Doctor Who, but not but not quite. As you said, they're doing like a, like a greatest hits, but they've got one of the original members of the cast there. Yeah. We were talking before we start recording, Paul. Nick Mason, Source Full of Secrets. He's now turned to, he, he turned to his own tri- Pink Floyd tribute band. Um, hey, he's just doing stuff from the 70s. Yeah. Yes, he was, actually. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I think, I think that's the... Um, but, yeah, and this was... You're right, Paul. This, this was like a, almost like a greatest hits story, to be honest. It really was. And I was really, really disappointed... When, when I listened to it, because I thought when each each sort of reveal as it went through the story, I thought, 
like heard it, heard it, heard it, or seen it, seen it. Yeah, it um, wasn't so much of a reveal as you sitting there with your with your list ticking them off. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like almost like sort of bingo, was it? it was sea Devil bingo. Yeah. What did you win on your card, Paul? I, I want. I want a nice. I want a nice sort of um, set of cutlery. Right. <laughs> no, oh. it was. Uh, no, I was. I was very, very, um, very disappointed. Um, and it's it's a shame, really, because I'm, I'm not. I don't know whether to sort of like actually listen to the other stories in this in this particular short range now. Because this, this is an example of what the rest of them are going to be like. I'm I'm not entirely infused, if I'm honest. No, I mean I haven't looked at what the the rest are, but well, they'd be hard push if they're going to repeat this story again. <laughs> well, give them half a chance, mate. They would do. So. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I think that's the problem. This, this sort this sort of story, and I think. I'm not singling this out because a lot of Doctor Who stories are like this. That they're, they're sort of like cookie cutter stories, and they're very, very basic in their structure. Um, a lot of the time, you, and you just interchange the villains, don't you? Yeah. And and I think I think that's the that's what Doctor Who has always been about. And we and we you know we all enjoy it for you know despite its shortcomings. And every TV show has got its shortcomings, no matter what people say. No, nothing is perfect at all. Um, you, you take the rough with the smooth. Um, yeah, but now and again, you just need to. If you're going to bring back an old classic villain, do something different with them, as, as we've been yeah. saying all the way through this, um, through this discussion, really. But so it's not just see. There was a, they do the same thing with the, you know, the Daleks, the Cybermen. There's only so like the Weeping Angels. There's only so far you can really sort of go with them, and maybe they are, they are sometimes they are just better off left as a one shot villain, and that's yeah. it, really. I mean, I know we're going off topic a little bit, but could you could you think of any one-shot villain you'd like to see come back off the top of your head? Because uh, I know Big Finish have re- revisited. If we put Big Finish to one side, because um, yeah. they brought back people like Magnus Grill and, and Omega and God knows what, you know, time and time again. But, but on the television, is there any, any others you, you'd like to see come back? I don't know, really. It's difficult, isn't it? Because it's not a case of... I like that. I like that particular villain. I like to see it come back. It's sort of. It's more the, a case of, is there another story worth telling? Yeah. Is there a different way? Isn't yeah. there a different, different position you can put them in? And it's it's, yeah. it's it's difficult, really, isn't it? I mean, I think the think perhaps the the way you've got to do it is you write the story and then see if you can fit, adapt, come up with a good idea for a story and then see if you can adapt it to a villain rather mm. than set out with the villain first and try and write the story. Yeah, I think that's the. You maybe hit on a good point there, actually, because I think a lot of a lot of times when things get commissioned, it's a case of right, we want to, we want to bring back this character or have a story featuring Davros or or the Cybermen or you know whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's all built, as you say, it's all built around them, isn't it? Rather, as you say, as you say, maybe a, di- a different approach. Maybe maybe that's how things are done sometimes. I, 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 we're not. Writers, I've never sat in a writer's room in my life, you know, so um, I don't really know how these how these things work. But yeah, it, I think I think it's when you try to build a story around a returning villain. I think it, I think it does highlight its shortcomings. I mean, one of the I think probably the best of the recent bringing well, say recent, we're now yeah <laughs> years down the line yeah, from yeah. that was. The Ice Warriors and Cold War, because it used a diff- totally different 
story for them. Or for yeah, him. yeah. You know? There was nothing in there that was predictable, actually, in the fact that A coming out of his armour and that sort of thing. It was it was a different take, totally different take on, well, on you, what you, they were. You're right. I mean, if, if you go back to something like The Curse of Peladon... You see the sea devils in that thing. Oh, right, they're the bad guys of this story, and they and they're not. Yeah, you know they're actually allies. They're they're in, in the same predicament as everybody else. So again, it was it's things like that. It's it sort of that that sort, yeah. of sort of turns that sort of thing on its head. Unfortunately, it got come to the monster of Peladon. They were back to being the bad guys again. Um, yeah, unfortunately, but um, but no, yeah, but you could have yeah, like I say, you could have had yeah. If this if you'd have had an, another protagonist in this story, you could have pitched it as you don't know which side the sea devils are on. Yeah. And then, you know, with eventually them coming down on the side of, as I say, probably the, the, the children from Earth. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd find something like that a lot more interesting to, to listen to yeah. or, or watch, really. Um, yeah. To be, to be perfectly honest, because I, I'm sort of kind of now fed up with just hearing the same story rehashed over and over again, which is, a, you know, it's getting a bit... Oh, I don't know, a bit, a bit tiresome. Yeah, but and I know that they, they, you know they've got to bring in like new writers and, um, and and so on and so on. And I, you know, I don't, I haven't listened to anything else written by uh, Elizabeth Miles. I know she she used to be on. I don't know if she's still on the Verity podcast. I've got absolutely no idea. But uh, uh, but, but there's a certain pressure if you're brought in to write a Sea Devils story. Yeah, there's a certain pressure to keep to the narrative with them. Which then, puts yeah, you in this I, <coughs> I think the, I think I think the like other. Say, uh, yeah, go on. Sorry. Like I said, I think it's better to, if somebody comes up with a an idea of a story, and then actually you turn around and say, you know what, you could do rather than just these villains you've just invented. Could you adapt the story to be sea devils or whatever, mm. or yeah. ice warriors, or, or as. Cybermen, whatever that way. Yeah, come up with an original story to 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 then, to, to try and yeah. get away from the the cliches about this particular villain. Yeah, I mean, unless that was the intention of this story was to sort of like you know, almost like a, a thing for um for for new listeners who, who, yeah, who've I'm... got no baggage like like you know like we have basically. No, I'm really I really am not sure. So as I say, maybe for, I, I do sort know. of wonder how many new listeners though do Big Finish have? Who uh, don't already? Yeah, know I, the, I I got the feeling have not of, already explored the, yeah. the, the TV back catalogue before. Yeah, I, I don't know many people into audios. Yeah, I don't know many people who have only listened to Big Finish and never watched anything on the television. Yeah, because Big Finish was created for fans of Doctor Who who, who were. Not getting anything on the television because it had been cancelled. I know states of deep depression. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah. I th- yeah. Mate, I think you're. Uh, yeah. I think you might be right on that one. Actually, I think you know. I think a lot of sort of big. I mean, I can, al- I can almost. I can almost. I'd almost forgive a TV doing it, as they did with, obviously, the Hungry Earth and whatever. Yeah. Because yes, there will be a lot of people who watch watching. Doctor Who now that won't have won't have gone back to the back catalogue no, of the that's TV. No, right. that's right. They started with the new Who, and that's all they've watched. Yeah, but I'm not quite sure that Big Finish has got that. I mean, and this is no disrespect to Big Finish because they do lots of good stuff. 
Exactly, exactly. But I'm just, I'd, I'd just be interested if there was anybody out there who only listened to Big Finish and was not interested in the TV stuff. No, I, I think, I, th- I think, yeah, I think Big Finish has got a, a very dedicated fan base, and yeah. I mean, so that they can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it is very much made up of old school Doctor Who fans. Yeah. And even, I mean, even now, we're sort of getting back David Tennant. We think how long ago it was when David Tennant was before he came back in the specials. But you know, when he's playing the the tenth Doctor on Big Finish, I mean, how long ago was it since he last played that that particular iteration of the Doctor on television? You know, it was yeah years ago now. So um, even that's got it, it. Big Finish is nostalgia, isn't it? Really, even when it's sort of like you know, Chris Reckleson, it's nostalgia. Two thousand and five. Yeah. That's the only time he was on the television as the doctor yeah you know so again there's an awful lot of nostalgia plays into all these stories and big, big finish they do do their own their own thing and they have tried to do different you know take uh sort of classic villains and, and and other characters from the television into different directions but um i, I just think with things like sea devils if you haven't got like a, a completely different idea then you're kind of stuck with that whole that whole, well, what we got in this, really, to be honest, yeah. that, that that whole story all over again, yeah, which is uh, which is a big, a big shame. I feel actually, no, it's, it's I, a big it, shame. It is. I mean, and like I say, I mean, if if you are someone who hasn't watched the the seventies Doctor Who yeah. TV stuff, then you may have a completely different take on your enjoyment of this this story. I think maybe you would. I think I think you would do actually. I mean, it's just it's just our opinion, isn't it? I mean, we're yeah. we're, we're a couple of old jaded Doctor Who fans. Um, yes. So yeah. So I mean, really, don't take our word for it seriously. But yeah, we it, want it, it, something new. <laughs> and what we do, I don't like it. Give us the old stuff back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone will come up with a brand new idea for for Sea Devils, and our review of that would be, well, I don't think Sea Devils would be doing that. No, and where, where's the virus they should have released as well? <laughs> They've not even been in the water yet. <coughs> oh dear. <coughs> oh, you set me up for a coffee fit there. Oh dear, I do apologise, listeners, but. Uh, yeah, I think I've said all I want to say on this one, really. I mean, I'm surprised we managed to drag it out as long as we have, to be honest with you, because uh, yeah. there wasn't an awful lot going on, I'm, I'm sorry to say. But uh, as I say, don't take our word for it. Go away and purchase I think it. We, and... I think we have sort of fallen into the curse of the Sea Devils and just repeated ourselves a lot over the... We <laughs> have over the last... Yeah, we have. Podcast. We have, yeah. We, <laughs> I think I've uh, I've made my point about ten times <laughs> in exactly yeah. the same way. <laughs> Oh dear! Right, so um, so we'll be back. Well, Paul and I'll be back next month um, with another sort of uh, TV to uh, target novelisation comparison. Um, I, I'm trying to think what what we haven't what we haven't doctor we haven't covered in a long time. Actually, yes, we'll have to have a think. Yeah, yeah, because I think this over, over recent weeks this this podcast has been sort of rather pertwee heavy. Um, so I'd like to sort of stay away from uh, sort of third Doctor uh, for a bit. So we'll get our thinking caps on yeah. and have a have a have a sort of have a, a route through what we haven't covered yet. But 
So, or, or in the spirit of doing something new, we're just going to bring up an imaginary doctor. We're going to talk <laughs> about that TV program and insist it's canon. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Anyway, so I think yeah, I think that just about wraps it up. So um, yeah, Matt, I think Scott and I might be back fairly soon. Actually, with um, we might have a bit of a break for a week, um, but I think Scott and I are going to come back with. He wants to do an audio commentary for, as we mentioned earlier, he wants to do the Ice Warriors. Actually, so it'll be our right. um, our sort of first uh, sort of animated story or part animated story we've, we've done in a long time in this podcast. I think the last one we did was the invasion back in the very early yeah. days of this podcast. I think. Another Perhaps trail. in hindsight, we should have got Scott to review this. Maybe we should have done. It would have been a five-minute review. Quite happy, <laughs> sweetness and light, and it would be lovely New for ideas. everybody. Exactly, story. fresh thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, you've got us two. <laughs> oh, well. Good time to end it, Paul. Yeah. Before we get lynched. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say permanently, though. <laughs> We've just got so, so depressive. It's a good time to end it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not, yeah. We're not doing that. Yeah, we're doing, we will be back, listeners. Of, 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 yes. Well. <laughs> and there's a threat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So with that threat ringing in your ears, it's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. You can download this podcast from iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, and through your podcatcher of choice. If you would care to leave us some feedback on iTunes, that would be very much appreciated. You can also find us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast, on the Who's He Podcast Facebook group, and through our website, who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk.